Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director here at engineering.com. On today's episode, some surprising truths about manufacturing from MIT. engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other videos for the engineering professional on engineering.com TV today. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology, well, they've been doing cutting edge research into science and engineering for 160 years. But what isn't widely known is that the university does research in many fields outside science and technology. Now, one of them is economics. And the institution has recently released a trio of very interesting research papers about industrial production in America. Now, one of these studies is called Manufacturing in America, A View from the Field by Professor Suzanne Berger working with the MIT Ohio research team. The report was a two-year project and it's full of insight in the state of U.S. manufacturing just before COVID-19. And it's pretty sobering reading. Three issues jumped out for me and this very much confirmed what we've been hearing from small and medium-sized manufacturers here at engineering.com. The first is the problem with the workforce in America today. Put simply, there isn't a work-ready labor pool, and we're no longer just talking about skilled trades, but even unskilled and semi-skilled labor. SMEs are reporting extensive use of temporary work agencies to find recruits with annual turnover rates of 50% or higher. The study suggests that the retention problem is not due to an absolute lack of people interested in working in the manufacturing sector, but rather a shortage of workers willing to work long shifts at low wages with no training. Now, the lack of skilled workers limits productivity, of course, which suppresses margins and results in low wages, a classic catch-22. The training situation is interesting. Most employers reported that community college associate's degrees generated workers with skills irrelevant to their needs. Successful SMEs implement in-house training programs and hire for the ability to learn rather than a pre-existing skill set. The second issue was robotic automation. In small and medium-sized manufacturing in America, they're scarce. Now, the reason is simple. Low-volume, high-mix operations, well, they're not suited to most current industrial robots, even general-purpose units and cobots. And the justification for making a major CapEx buy-in robotics is invariably tied to a major contract. Most SMEs are supplier firms to larger corporations, and as those OEMs have moved to a bidding model pitting supplier against supplier for shorter-term contracts, that single big order that would justify production automation just doesn't happen as much anymore. Now, interestingly, among the firms studied in the report, more than half had at least one defense contract, suggesting that the Department of Defense has a major role to play in promoting automation in American industry. And the third issue, well, it's vertical integration. The disruption of supply chains because of COVID-19 created a lot of interest in bringing part and assembly manufacturing in-house for larger OEMs. But the report notes that this trend was already happening before COVID and before the reshoring movement, mainly due to the need to compress supply chains, minimize risk, and control costs. Ironically, for larger players, robotics plays a part, with large firms making the investments necessary to use automation to compensate for lack of institutional knowledge when taking frequently outsourced production in-house. Now, whether this is a trend or a short-term phenomenon is still unknown, and the issue is highly controversial. Attempting to make anything and everything in-house, well, that dilutes engineering expertise and CapEx dollars, and it's unknown whether automation as it currently exists can change the economics. The study is a fascinating insight into manufacturing America as it exists today, and it's well worth a read. The link is in the description below. Thanks for listening to today's edition of End of the Line, brought to you by engineering.com. Tune in again next time.